Briefly, we want to let you know that you'll find the most current legislative updates at the end of this program and after the presentations. My name is John Beethan, a friend of Vance. And the men and women who serve our nation deserve our support today, tomorrow, and always. Visit Vance today at vanc.me. This was recorded on April 21st, 2023 at the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce's third Friday monthly meeting at the Military Affairs Committee. And everyone is invited, and you do not need to be a member of the Chamber. Today's episode is titled, Ray Flores at the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, Military Affairs Committee Meeting. You may have heard Ray on earlier episodes, but this gave Ray an opportunity to expand quite a bit on what he does as the SDVC liaison for the Office of Military and Veterans of Fair County of San Diego Health and Human Services Agency. You can reach him by mobile phone. That number is on the website in the show notes. Uh, by way of introduction, uh, my name is Ray Flores. Uh, today, one of the hats I get to wear uh, is as the representative of the director of the Office of Military and Veterans Affairs for the County of San Diego. Um, as Lori mentioned, um, I get to wear a number of other hats. Um, I'm the executive director of the San Diego Veterans Coalition. Very much like Vance, uh, which has all the good work that uh, Lee and, and Lori and the whole team there does. Uh, focused on uh, North County, uh, I get the great pleasure of working with organizations, large, medium, small, for-profit, non-profit, federal, city, state agencies across the county of San Diego. There's uh, 115,000 residents in the population of Carlsbad. There's one point, pardon me, 3.3 million residents across the county. Fully one-third, 1.1 million, are uh, deemed by the county as service-connected. That is either a veteran, active duty military, or a family member of, whether it's parents, spouses, siblings, children. One in, one in three, uh, that's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of folks, as evidenced by uh, the diversity of the individuals uh, that came into this room. Uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I grew up in a family of Marines. Uh, my grandfathers uh, both served uh, with first Marines uh, in World War II. My father, all my uncles, I have seven, all served first Marines, uh, Korea and Vietnam. I have 27 cousins who are all Marines. So, of course, I joined the Navy. <laughs> uh, on my father's only son, he comes to me. Uh, we lost two of my cousins in Vietnam. And uh, after the loss of my second cousin, he comes to me. He says, you're not joining the damn Marines. What the? I get my ass kicked every, every Christmas. Uh, so I joined the U.S. Navy, uh, 17 years old. And um, they asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, fly jets. So I ended up on submarines. <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. Navy, in the, in the coming out of World War II, coming through the 50s and into the 60s, embraced nuclear power and said, this is, this is going to be the future of nuclear submarines uh, for the world. And we set the gold standard. When I joined the U.S. Navy and I get assigned to submarines, 
my first boat, and it was in Hawaii, so that was nice, uh, but it was our last diesel-powered submarine. There were 147 nuclear-powered boats to choose from, and I got the last thrust button. <laughs> no air conditioning, everyone on the boat was angry. <laughs> it, it, it had an odor that lasts to this day. Um, the, the chief of the boat, within an hour of me coming on board, I'm up in the forward weapon room, and he points to where I'm gonna be sleeping. And there's torpedoes lined up on the bulkhead. In between each of the, each of the weapons is where you stretch out. Basically, a canvas caught. So I was between weapon four and weapon six, and these weapons leap. They're, <laughs> they're propellant. Uh, this, to this day, because of my very first submarine that I ever served on, uh, I'm in a lifetime monitoring program with the VA for asbestos, for nuclear radiation, because we had nuclear weapons, and the most caustic chemical concoction ever devised by man, OTTO2 Auto 2 fuel, which leaked on my rack for the better part of six months. They so, need a test. Yes, yeah, I'm either gonna I'm either gonna die very suddenly or I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> One of the two. Um, a couple of the other hats I get to wear. Um, I work with the American Legion uh, for the state of California, Department of California. I get to run the baseball program. Uh, over 200 youth baseball uh, high school teams uh, around the state of California uh, compete as soon as their CIF season ends, normally around the end of May. We pick up and uh, we give them uh, uniforms. Um, we take a high school team and their family, they, and they come with uh, their athletic director, their principal, the coach, all the players, and most importantly, all their families. Um, we partner them with an American Legion post. What does the post bring? They bring the veterans and they bring the Legion family. So within the American Legion construct, you have four groups, you have four members of that family. The veterans themselves, those are your legionnaires. And then you have the sons, children of. Then you have the auxiliary, and then you have, wait for it, those guys that we love who dress up like pirates and ride $50,000 motorcycles, the American Legion riders. But that's a very, very powerful group to partner with a very good high school. And we do that across the state of California. Uh, the American Legion divides California into six areas, and we compete uh, in all six areas. And this year, like the last two years, uh, we conduct our state championship uh, up at Fresno State's Bulldog Stadium. We pick a Division I uh, diamond to bring our high school teams uh, to compete for the state champion. We do this for a reason. We want the children and we want their families to have a glimpse at their child's athletic future. There are a number of organizations out there besides the American Legion Scholarship Program a lot of great, the Marine Corps uh, Fund, the Marine Corps Scholarship Program, um, for these children to apply for. What we want to be able to show the families um, is that good grades, a good scholarship, and your child could be playing every day at a Division I diamond of this level uh, this year. And next, we're going to be in Los Angeles uh, on the campus of the West LA uh, VA Complex, and we're going to be at Jackie Robinson Stadium. Again, our goal is to show our teams and to show our families what their potential could be, uh, keeping good grades, playing through the summertime, not getting into trouble, and uh, maybe get them into college. Okay. It's, it's really fun. Um, if you ever, well, Van sponsors Oceanside High School. Um, so if you're 
just looking at their schedule and all. It's, it's just it's fun to go and see these guys. We really enjoy it. It absolutely is. Yeah, I love it. And then the last hat I get to wear is with the Veterans of Foreign Wars. Uh, I do public relations for District 1, which is the County of San Diego. So I get to do a lot. It's a lot of fun. And of course, I always like working with bands. Okay, my introductory slide. Let's see how far we can get before this will decay into anarchy. Okay, um, the Office of Military and Veterans Affairs. Um, we report uh, to the Director of Health and Human Services, who reports to uh, the County Board of Supervisors. Uh, Supervisor Desmond uh, here in North County. Uh, we work very closely uh, with him and his staff uh, on matters of concern uh, that cross uh, him his desk. Uh, as an issue will arise uh, with a supervisor, uh, they'll consult with the other supervisors on the board. Uh, they'll consult with the CAO and the executive team at the county and issues, uh, veteran homelessness, Okay, the, uh, the, North, the North County standout. All right. Um, every year in January, we do what's known as the PITC, the point in time count, to where volunteers uh, from the cities, from the county, uh, from the community, uh, go out and walk the streets and physically count our homeless population. Uh, two years ago, uh, pre-COVID, yeah, right at the onset of COVID, uh, there was approximately 850 um, homeless individuals in the county of San Diego who self-identified as as veteran. This year, uh, the count is is going to be published in about four weeks. We're expecting that to be north of 1,000, and there's a significant contingent of any of those who have supported the North County stand down. Uh, I, I'm going to forget the name of the facility: Green Acre Ranch. Green, uh, I, Green Biscuit Green Village, Green Oak. Green Oak. Thank you. And um, it's it's packed. It's, it's a it's a full house for the uh, for the weekend that they conduct their stand out. So we do we do a variety of different projects uh, at the behest uh, of our of our supervisors and at the behest of the cities and at the behest of the uh, of the needs of the community. Veterans. Oop, in a minute. There we go. All right. It just flipped uh, over. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm not going to read this. Oh, thank you so much. There you go. That was perfect. Wow. I say it here. It comes out there. Okay. Uh, bullet three. Uh, annual increase about 15,000 uh, active duty individuals uh, in, in a given year. Uh, this slide was made a little over a year ago, so that bullet remains relevant. Uh, 7,000 veterans. Now, the veterans that transition in San Diego County don't always remain in San Diego County. Um, so you're very familiar with the very large uh, footprint that is Camp Pendleton, uh, not just the 1st Marines, but the Air Wing, Miramar, the Marine Corps contingent, and then couple that with uh, Navy Region Southwest and the naval components. <coughs> And there's, we're one of the largest military concentration areas in the United States, if not the largest. Um, think of all those men and women, and they're annually transitioning. Uh, and the transition isn't just from their military uh, duty. A lot of times it's simply from uh, a base or a unit they're stationed at. We all did that in our, in our military careers. They're, they're gonna be assigned overseas or they're going to uh, the East Coast or somewhere in Europe to be, to be stationed. And they have, 
family. You have children that are in schools, uh, spouses with careers and jobs and certifications that they now have to think about how are they going to take their entire life and go uh, relocate somewhere else in the world or, as we all did uh, for those of us who have served, uh, we take our uniform off for that last time. And maybe we put it on again at ceremonies, but we're now going to uh, walk, walk through the world and we're going to now self-identify as uh, a Marine, a Navy veteran, an Army veteran, Air Force, Coast Guard, etc. And then we're going to go out and just like all you men and women here, uh, we're going to find new careers. You know, we're going to find uh, new things of value uh, that fulfill us and uh, give us that reason every day to keep uh, doing uh, good work and being uh, good members of our community. So we have a lot of folks. Uh, the last bullet at the bottom, that's the one I like, 35,000. Largest concentration of women veterans uh, in the world. Um, uh, besides Lori, uh, there's a no number of women uh, who I get the pleasure of working with. I'll drop with just a few names. Tina Adderall, uh, who runs Psych Armor. Uh, Holly Schaffner, Honor Flight San Diego. Randy McLean, uh, who just actually left Wounded Warrior Project and joined Tina over at Psych Armor. Um, my very personal opinion, I have two older sisters who spent their entire life and to this day kicking my ass. Um, I think that, that element of our veteran population is completely underserved. Um, and I think we have uh, a lot of very, very good voices uh, within that 35,000. They have a lot to say, and uh, I enjoy listening and learning every single day. And let me go to our next one. Okay, who do we serve? And this gentleman right here is wearing a World War II veteran hat. I'll pause here for half a second. Um, our current veteran population uh, are within the cohorts of World War II, Korean War, Vietnam War, Gulf War, then OIF, OEF, our post 9-11 veterans. Okay, our most senior population is of course our World War II veterans. I'm a volunteer with Honor Flight San Diego. I've had the pleasure over the last five years of helping to identify and work with World War II, Korean War, Vietnam War veterans to get them on one of the two flights each year, fly them back free of charge to Washington, D.C. to thank them for their service, show, take them to their monuments, and again, um, let them know that they're appreciated for the service that they provided us. Um, we're, by age alone, we're almost to the end of our World War II population. At least those that could travel. There are, there are still men and women out there, but they're at that point uh, where we're not able to, to take them with us on an aircraft. Um, Korea, uh, that's next, and that's fo then followed closely by um, our Vietnam veterans. And our Vietnam veterans, uh, we begin identifying them from 1959 going forward. And that is our next most significant uh, population uh, within the veterans cohort, within the veteran community, and that's nationwide. Okay, in San Diego County, just a little under uh, 250,000 veterans, uh, and then you see the number underneath them, and that's where we get the 1.1 million uh, service connected. Um, and the last one at the bottom, Totalized 1.2 million, 30% of the total uh, county population. I get, we get to use this slide every time uh, somebody goes to cut our budget. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Um, I like the pictures uh, that that we've that we've utilized here. Uh, I think a lot of folks uh, can identify with that. Let's hurry up and wait. Let's get in formation and let's stand there for about three hours. Okay, uh, we are second in terms of the size of our veteran population, uh, only second uh, to the County of Los Angeles, and the County of Los Angeles is three times our size. Uh, and we service them with a staff. Uh, the county of Los Angeles, when you look at the numbers, they're going to service 280, we're going to service 250,000. Uh, we do it with a staff half the size of Los Angeles County. Uh, that was a very nice photo taken three years ago on the flight deck of the USS Midway. Uh, these gentlemen here are all heroes in my book. Um, we, I had the pleasure of being this gentleman's roommate on a flight. And these are our World War II gentlemen, um, veterans. Uh, Gary Sneaks, um, good man. Uh, him and his son put a program together called Soaring Valor, very much like Honor Flight but he didn't want to duplicate honor flight's efforts. So his focus was World War II veterans to wait for it, New Orleans. And I'm thinking, man, what a great place to take a bunch of veterans. These two guys, you do not want to be with them in a hotel near a bar <laughs> or near single women. <laughs> Bless their hearts. But we took them to, uh, we took 42 uh, World War II veterans paired with uh, a guardian, somebody like myself who's, who's an escort. And then we added another uh, guardian for each of the World War II veterans, and that was a high school. That was a high school student from across uh, the high schools here in San Diego. And we went to the World War II Museum in New Orleans. And I had a concept before I'd ever visited that, and I'd been to the Smithsonian, but I thought a World War II Museum. All right, it's going to be one building. It'll take us about an hour and a half, and then we're going to go Bourbon Street and have some real fun. Forty-some, forty-plus buildings, and it was a complex. And the director is telling us, oh, no, we're taking over that street over there, and we're going to knock all that down over there, and we're building more. It was, I was absolutely amazed, and I loved it. Anyways, those are, those are a couple of our veterans, and... Uh, these gentlemen will come out and they wear their uniforms very proudly and uh, they do they, they help us do a lot of good a lot of good work a lot of good fundraising across the community all right the office of military and veterans affairs uh, that's the short list uh, of what we do comprehensive benefits counseling disability claims uh, calvet tuition fee waiver um, here's the one that, that really works information and referral all right um, Laura, you still have a VSR on staff, yes ma'am? Five. Thank you, okay. Um, five. And right across the street we have uh, an op one of the uh, offices of Military and Veterans Affairs, uh, and there's five more over there. Okay. Ten sounds like a really good number, uh, and it is, but we could, we could use a hundred more. Okay, we could use a hundred more. That's the need um, of the community. Now, what do we really want to be able to do? Again, I like all the good work that we do, but I really like information and referral. Um, the phone rings all the time, and it's a spouse. It's a son or a daughter. My mom, my dad, they need this. How do I get them what they need? How do I get them their VA benefits that they earned and they deserve? All right. Um, and that's the work um, 
Um, I, my office is over at headquarters uh, in Kearney Mesa, uh, and I've got two staff members, and that, their entire job is that bullet right there, second to the last, information and referral. Now, um, something that uh, an individual who serves uh, in the community as a veteran service representative, okay, that's, that's the role of a veteran service representative. These are the processes that you help our, we help our veterans with, but that's really what we're doing for the community. Making sure that as many people in the community have an understanding that they can go to Vance and they can then sit down and talk with a person who's qualified, who's trained. Um, do, you, do you send yours to CACVSO to, for certifications? Uh, four of them have, the other one just has been, came retired from the VA. Okay, oh, perfect, oh, well done there. Yeah. And so with um, their training, um, they're, now, they're now armed and dangerous to help veterans and their families. And with a, uh, it's called the California Association of Veteran Service Officers, CACVSO. With that accreditation, they're then authorized by the VA to input a disability claim or an appeal on behalf of that veteran directly into the VA system. They don't, go into, they don't go through the front door, they get a direct connect through the back door into the VA. So this reduces wait times for our veterans. With that accreditation, they are the advocate, the authorized legal advocate for the veteran. And it's no charge to the veteran. The VSR does all the heavy lifting. The veteran answers questions, provides a DD-214, and if not, we look it up, we go into the archives, we locate that for them. We make sure that we, we do all the checks in the blocks, cross all the I's and dot all the T's to take care of the veteran, to get them, um, whether it's um, medical uh, support uh, or uh, disability support, financial support uh, through, through the VA and through what they earn through CalVet. And some of the disability, um, some of the disability ratings and some of the claims, <clears throat> if you look at them in abstract, they don't seem very large. But imagine the impact that even three to four hundred dollars a month can have on any given individual or any given family, and, and the difference that that could make uh, daily or monthly in their lives. Two over three thousand dollars. I mean, that's kind of our wheelhouse advance is um, getting them up their rating increased. That's pretty much what we do. And it's just basically because they didn't tell the right story. Yes. They come in, a lot of them just will fill out, you know, oh, I don't know, I, I was a gunny, so of course my hearing's bad. I mean, I don't know. But instead they tell the tale of, we were out on, we were out on uh, patrol, this occurrence happened, that occurred, and now my hearing, and that's the difference of sometimes 20% to 80% uh, disability rating, so. Yes, ma'am. It's a big deal. Yeah, we, we think so, absolutely. <clears throat> I like this picture um, simply because I don't get to see the much of that uniform here in California. <laughs> okay, uh, outreach. Um, what's pictured here are uh, two Vet Connect uh, centers. There's one uh, Vet Connect, uh, which is basically a computer terminal um, that's hooked directly into uh, 
the headquarters for the Office of Military Veterans Affairs in Kearney Mesa. A veteran can come in, uh, sit down, uh, dial up uh, my office, and have a video meeting uh, with a VSR and have their claim service. Uh, we have one on the second floor of the Oceanside Library. And uh, throughout uh, a number of different libraries, uh, Coronado, Lakeside, they're all listed right there, two listed. Um, Tijuana, Mexico. Tijuana, Mexico. Um, a million years ago, uh, so I did 21 years in the US Navy. Retired and joined the leadership team of the best Fortune 500 company headquartered in San Diego that you've never heard of, SAIC, Scientific Applications International Corporation. I was given a couple very, very good jobs, uh, programs to run. Uh, one was international IT, being able to connect all the military bases, say in Sixth Fleet, uh, in the MED, uh, with uh, CENTCOM headquarters, uh, with Marine Corps headquarters, with JCS. Uh, that's an interesting thing uh, to be able to do. Uh, even within the military where we have a lot of control is to be able to connect uh, and I don't want to use the word internet because we created our own intranet uh, for the Marines uh, for all the Department of Defense. But moving information from one country to another country from one U.S. military installation to another military installation uh, is a very, very interesting bureaucratic process. And the county of San Diego says, well, why don't we just go take one of these little machines right here and we're going to go put it at the Deported Veterans Center down in Tijuana. And Ray, we want you to do this for us. I went, oh, absolutely. How much time do I have? Well, can you do this in a month? Well, I can. I'm going to break about 27 laws. I'll end up in jail. But I can do that. Well, it took going to the State Department. It took a lot of uh, very interesting work. But we now have one of these. Uh, the assessment is at any point in time, there's two to 300 deported veterans, or veterans, better said, who are living uh, in northern Mexico, uh, in Tijuana or in Baja, California. And that number does fluctuate. Uh, then, the, then you go and look at uh, veterans who live uh, just south of Arizona, Texas, etc. Um, so we get we get a lot of utility out of that. It was it was fun going to the county's IT vendor uh, and letting them know this is this is what the county wants to do. We're going to go we're going to go connect uh, a county asset, a computer uh, from Tijuana across an international border and into the United States, and their lawyers just absolutely screamed, but we did we got it done. Okay. Let's see what else we have. What's on the next slide? Outreach. This is more outreach. This one's a lot of fun. Um, so we go here. We like to take um, we like to take our office out out into the community. Uh, we were just out in Borrego Springs again. I have uh, I don't know when the last time it was you had the chance to visit Borrego Springs. It's not just two hours away. It's just not on the other side of Julie. It is a world of difference. There's an American Legion post out there. I went and met with a commander. I met his members. I was at the public library. Um, their public library out there is beautiful, brand new, gorgeous, and it is the focal point of the community. The librarian stated with confidence that I'm going to meet every single member of Borrego Springs because they're going to go walk through. They come through her library every single day. It's their community center. 
and I did. And there was an amazing array of veterans uh, who live out in Borrego Springs, and they had no idea that we have a vet connect center there for them, or that we have we have the capability to service them for for their CalVet and for their VA uh, needs. So that was that was good. Uh, the county has two of these. Um, it's basically a, a 40 foot mobile office uh, configured inside uh, desks, workstations, so that not just the Office of Military and Veterans Affairs, but other offices for Health and Human Services can travel uh, to outlying areas and bring services, aging independent services, self-sustainment, um, children, uh, bring uh, experts in their fields uh, to help service the community. I do like that part very much. It's like I'm reading this for the first time. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> okay. How does that get in there? Yeah, I have I have no idea uh, what's occurring here. I'm, I'm fairly certain uh, the Padres won. <laughs> or they just heard the Chargers are coming back. Um, okay, uh, where the rubber meets the road, these locations right here. So again, one uh, we've got one office, uh, and uh, I apologize. There's an acronym there I didn't explain. MVRC, Military and Veteran Resource Center. Um, the county has uh, a, an overarching uh, strategy. It's called Live Well, and the purpose of the Live Well strategy is to take all the ability and the capabilities resident within the offices in all the various departments of the county of San Diego and get them out of the operations center in Kearney Mesa, get them out of CAC down at the waterfront, and get them out into the community. How is that achieved? It's through the creation of the Live Well Center program. Uh, in Escondido, uh, it was, I believe it was a Costco. Uh, the county took over the footprint, fully revitalized the entire building, and put in offices for every single department, including the Office of Military and Veterans Affairs. So a North County resident does not have to drive all the way to Kearney Mesa to sit with a professional, to sit with somebody from the county to service their family or their community needs. Um, within that, an MVRC is established, Military and Veteran Resource Center. In North County, uh, Laura, you get the pleasure of working with good, you get to work with uh, Greg Angela and Interfaith, okay. Um, Red Cross, a number of other great nonprofits. Now, um, what, we, what we want to be able to provide within an MVRC is we provide brick and mortar for those nonprofits who do very good work in our community, and we want to give them a home. We want to give somewhere, we don't, if, if they don't have the ability to get their own brick and mortar, if they don't want to lease office space, but they do want somewhere, we give them an NVRC. We give them a lobby, a receptionist, uh, an office, um, our cubicle space. Uh, each NVRC has training rooms, conference rooms, lunch areas and kitchens. Uh, a nonprofit can come in. It's a little paperwork, not much. Quite a bit actually, but once we once we do a memorandum of agreement, we give them we give them brick and mortar, uh, computer services, telephone services, parking, a professional lobby. Um, what's not seen here is over here. There's a big wall full of all our nonprofits for that particular NVRC who populate it. 
So that way as a, as a family can come into the Live Well Center, uh, one, one member of the family goes and works with Health and Human Services, uh, the veteran can, can come over to the MVRC, and we're able to provide that one-stop shop uh, for all of their family needs, including uh, their, their veteran needs. Okay, so we have one, uh, again, in Escondido, Oceanside National City, and then mine is at the headquarters in Kearney Mesa. Uh, and the board just, um, for Supervisor Anderson, just uh, voted recently uh, that we're gonna create uh, a veteran support center uh, in uh, East County, out in El Cajon. We, we actually, we offered that. That was gonna be our very first um, Live Well Center. Uh, the, the supervisor at that time um, said no thank you. And we offered her the very first one based upon her seniority uh, at that time on the Board of Supervisors. Uh, she uh, politely passed. And so now Supervisor Henderson is like, hey, what about me? We're like, well, we kind of got to the end of the line, but we're getting it. <laughs> All right. Ah, this is, this is the shopping list of happiness here. You'll see Vance is up at the top. Uh, the 1VA CAB, Community Advisory Board. Okay, I'll, I'll spend a minute on that. Am I still good on time? Yeah, you, you need six minutes. Six minutes. 16 minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have audio on this left here. Okay, uh, the Community Advisory Board. <clears throat> um, the director of the VA Medical Center uh, here in San Diego about 12 years ago had a problem. Uh, and it was, it was much more than public relations. He had a real problem. Uh, he had a dysfunctional administration. Um, he did not have good connections into the community. How did he hear he had a problem? It was normally on a, the front page of the Union Tribune. Uh, somebody who's saying, man, I just got my butt kicked over at the VA Medical Center. So they put, they started the Community Advisory Board. Uh, this meets once a month. All three of the VA directors in San Diego County attend this meeting in person. So the, the Benefits Director, the National Cemetery Director, and the Medical Center Director all come into one room, a little bit larger than this, and sitting around a table just like this are representatives <clears throat> from a number of different organizations that service uh, military and veterans across the community. And they come into the room um, with, with actual problems. By name, I've got a gentleman or a lady right over here and we need to service them yesterday. They got shut out um, at your medical center. We need to get that fixed and we do it from the top down. So that, that is uh, for, the, for the cap. You come across a veteran who's not getting the support or the service they need, call Lori, call me, and we can go, we'll go straight to the top. And that is the beauty of that little list right there. Okay, um, our regional, our North County Chamber, uh, Becca, this one um, is relatively new. I've never even heard of it. Uh, I do. I'm, I'm going to facilitate an introduction for you and uh, the lady that runs that. She started that up. I think we're in year two now. <laughs> Veterans East County. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> no, no. It's it's uh, it's a room like this um, okay. in Alcoma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then other ones. Uh, towards the bottom, SD Mac. We know the good work they do. The one thing I like about SD Mac every year 
is they give me information. They do their annual economic impact report. That thing is gold. If you've never read it, please go online, download it. Just read the first 37 pages because <laughs> it's 39 pages long, with both covers. And that is all the horsepower I ever need. Yeah. Uh, when anybody says, we're going to cut this, we're going to drop that, we're going to do, uh -uh, stop, hang on, hold on. If you're a business person uh, in San Diego County, uh, what the information they provide in their military economic impact report um, will be beneficial for you. Ray, how come there's no interface with uh, like Mike Levin's office? Mike Levin is Levin. Uh, Congressman Levin? Yes. Yeah, we have a very good relationship with them. Um, I don't... They really don't do collaborations. Um, no, if you, if you need something, you can contact one of his people, but stick with Vance and the things that he yes, does. I'm here to get things done. I found that out. Well, okay, well the, the, other, the other part is, is my office works for five elected officials right now. And so our relationships to the cities, the mayors, the city councils, other fellow electeds, our congressmen, our local senators, our state senators, um, yes, we work with them across the board. What, what does uh, Mike and his team do? They pick up the phone and call all the time. I've got a constituent in need. Um, I was literally just up at the West LABA complex with his representative. Uh, he's got two. Mm -hmm. One that services, I guess, Orange County and the other that right. has to service. Yeah, Kyle's usually here. Yeah. yeah. And so we were up at the West LA campus, and that's it. We're, we were in the middle of a meeting that we're having another sidebar. Hey, Ray, when we get back, let's work on this together. So, yeah, but we do work with the congressman quite a bit, sir. He calls one of us. That's their office is <clears throat> one of these. People. Yes. That's what they do. Okay. What's this one? <laughs> no, these are just numbers. Um, this, is the one, this is the one we like down here. Community collaboration. Um, San Diego is very unique. Um, the Los Angeles Veterans Collaborative. It's very large. Well done there. The Orange County Military and Veteran Family Collaborative um, up in Orange County. They do very good work in Orange County. Um, we've, been, we've been contacted from counties in Texas, in Florida, uh, in Illinois, in Washington State, Idaho. How do we do, how do we set something up like you folks do it down in San Diego? Because San Diego does it like nobody else in the country. Whether it's Vance, uh, whether it's the SDBC, uh, whether it's Becca, um, for a variety of really good reasons. And I think uh, one of them uh, is that very large military complex just north of us in Oceanside. Uh, the other uh, is Coronado, Miramar. I mean, San Diego County is immersed in the military community like no other city, no other county uh, across the nation. So they come to us, how, how do you do it? Uh, Dr. Castro at USC, he was tasked with his team to try to get the LA Collaborative six years ago Basically, uh, if they had a meeting like this, I joked about weapons, uh, these people would come in armed. And they would just, they would literally start fights with each other. And I'm like, you don't go out of business collaborating on behalf of veterans. And that was a different animal. So how it's done here, um, the 
first Monday of the month. Uh, what do I know? Don't be late because I'm gonna miss out on pizza and a lot of really good information uh, that happens there. Um, the Vietnam Veterans event, every year. What do I know? Don't be late because you're gonna park across the street. And it's a great event. Um, how we do it here um, gets the attention of a lot. I'm uh, one of the county representatives for Military and Veterans Affairs to NACO, the National Association of Counties. There's over 6,000 counties and they come they come into NACO and they're like, really, you're, you're just making the rest of us look bad. I said, yes, <laughs> absolutely. We can just get the baseball team to, to follow around. In your last three minutes? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, the one about this are these two pictures here. This is at the Vista Jail. That's the vet pond. Okay. Um, the sheriffs knew they knew they've known they've known they've had a problem and it's not just the individuals who are incarcerated it's the demographic of of that individual of the individuals who come to their jails okay they like military veterans they're not happy that a crime has been committed of such consequence that they're now jailed but once inside their system um, they help do this so the veterans and the military uh, individuals who are incarcerated are separated from the rest of the population you'll see uh, red white and blue service emblems they have a very interesting structure there uh, they do reveille they, they do the pledge um, every single day. They work as a team, uh, these veterans, uh, and it works. Uh, it works very, very well. Um, so that's, that's right here uh, at the Vista Jail. Um, I think, uh, yeah, that's a picture of uh, Tim Matthews. Uh, but we bring, uh, we'll, we'll bring uh, Calvet into the room. We bring our representatives into the room uh, to work with these veterans and a lot of times just to give them good information about the things that are waiting for them once they leave the Veterans Mod uh, of the Vista Jail, how to, how to get back into housing, how to get back into employment, transportation, and et cetera. And voila, yeah. am I good? You're good. All right. <laughs> Do we have any questions for Ray? Pretty extensive uh, explanation, but you can see why I wanted him to come. It's, it's amazing how much this county does for San Diego for veterans. And actually, yes, like you said, we have you know, one of the largest pop, um, concentrated population.